0: and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Mr. Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. How's it going, everybody? Man, how good uh, was it worshipping God this morning? isn't isn't uh, isn't our god worthy of just giving him our all hey i love it i love it when I, you know god's always present but i love it when we turn up have you noticed that when we turn up you know the, the the our praise you know it 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 cuts through doesn't it and uh you know it's it's such a it's such a privilege um to to talk with you this morning feels like a while since i've had to chat with you we've had uh, babies um we sold our house. We have moved into Nooseville, We're townies now, and uh, we've moved from the farm in Doonan into town. And uh, we we are um, we are so blessed. And uh, you know, the last couple of weeks, I've been I've been um, contemplating that I'm a child of God. And uh, I, I, there's this, this amazing song um, called "No Longer Slaves," and uh, and I put, I, put it in my, I put it in my car and I, and I scream out the, uh, in my beautiful tone that I've got, you'd, you'd be surprised, um, these songs. And I see people looking at me as I'm driving along, uh, looking at my lunacy. And, uh, but isn't it amazing when you know you're a child of God, the things that are around you don't disrupt you so much, do they? because you, you know, you're, you've got a, a new awareness of who you are. And I think it's important that we contemplate these things. Can we have some more house lights? I can't see some of the beautiful people over this side. Um, Declan, thank you. Um, now, Declan, you are, you're a child of God. Hey, Nathan Harris, you're going to turn 40 this week. And uh, it's going to hurt. Trust me, I remember it. And uh, it's a painful day. But you know what? You're a child of God. And, uh, you know, your, your strength might be fading, but your spirit is strong. And, uh, you know, we had, a, we had another brother, Stuart, in the house up the back there, turned 50 this week. Uh, it's, a, it's another ulch number, the half century. It's a beautiful thing. In cricket, it's great. In life, it's painful. And, uh, but uh, many more, brother. The late, great Keith Tunley would have turned 70. Week or so ago, and uh, you know we, we, we celebrate that. We and one of um, Bev's daughters surprised her with a visit from Melbourne uh, to 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 remember their, their, their amazing father and husband, and we love him dearly. Isn't it Isn't it amazing that as we as you know as we go through life, um, the ups and downs? I love our worship this morning. You know, it is well with my soul. Why? We'll take a step back because why? Because the cross is the final word. Hey, so take a step back further. No matter whether I'm in a valley or whether I'm on a mountaintop, I'm going to praise God. I don't know if you didn't get the revelation out of worship this morning of that you're a child of God, Then it is finished, that he is worthy of our praise. Man, you know, it was, it was just beautiful. You're a child of God. Michaela Munro, you've finished year 12. You're, you know, you're, you've, got a, you've got a broad future in front of you. But there's nothing to be afraid of because you're a child of God. Fell smart, you know. You've 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 been you've been dancing in in Lake Como the last few weeks, but you know what? You're a world changer. You're a child of God, and God's using you. You're blessed. He's abundantly blessed you to change people and to shape people with His goodness. How good is our God? How amazing! You know how amazing is the great Warren Evans, who who who's who's just faithfully loves people. Why? Because you're a child of God, Warren. You're a you know. I, I love this song. I, I've, seen, I've been singing it constantly. No longer are we slaves to fear, but we are children of God. I want to encourage you this morning just to consider that, because you know, in the, you know, as I as I considered that over the last few weeks, things have gone down in the world, haven't they? Australia made the World Cup. It's probably the top of the list. Italy didn't make the World Cup. You know, we as a majority in our nation have shifted in our what our belief is around marriage. We've we've told we've informed our government that we would like them to change the laws. We're in the midst of a mildly interesting state election. That's you know that seems to pale in the background of the other issues. Our constitution is rejecting politicians, left, right, and centre, from their position, their seats in the House and in the Senate. A seemingly good coup happened in Zimbabwe. The substance of humanity is being tested everywhere we look. You know, as a a young man walked into into a church in in um, Texas and took the lives of so many people. And where everywhere we look, there's challenging, there's things, there's things that seemingly uh, need to be afraid of. And then there's then there's great things. I've got a little video to show you, it's 15 seconds long, so why don't you chuck it, why don't you put it up on the screen, we'll have a look. This is the the Penn State coach. And James Franklin living about something. Michigan State just, um, just beat Penn State in a game of football. What's so interesting about that? But the coach of the Penn State was livid. He ran off the field after the game. He ran off the field after one of his players because his player spat the dummy and walked off and would not shake the hands of the Michigan players. He was that livid, he says. He's, he's, he says in the, in the press conference after, after the game, he says, when we win, we're going to win with class. When we lose, we're going to lose with class. And I thought, it's, isn't it amazing to have people still fighting for character, still fighting for, 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 um, for, good, for, for, for good humanity, for it to be men and women of, of substance in life. And this is what God has called us. He said, are you going to be a child of God or are you going to be a slave to fear? Are you going to be upset that you didn't win the game or are you going to, are you going to lose gracefully with class and shake the hand of the player who played better? Are you going to walk with your head held high knowing that you're a child of God or are you going to walk with your head low because you're in a bit of a valley at the moment? Did you know what? No matter where you are, no matter what state you're in, no matter how good it is, no matter how rough it is, you're a child of God and He is always worthy of your praise. So let's continue to praise Him, church. Let's continue to sing. Let's continue to to understand that, that, you know, I, I love what Ronald Reagan said about the U.S. He says, They say something that we are one nation under God in the U.S. They say that regularly. And he says, when we forget that we are one nation under God, we will be a nation going under. And I just want to encourage you today that we need to continually remind ourselves that, uh, that, that as, we, as, we can, as we walk in the revelation that we are children of God, we can hold our heads high and we can face giants. We can see Goliaths fall. We can walk through valleys. We can, we can stand on mountaintops without pride and we can, we can slide into valleys without fear because he is the King of Kings. He is our Father. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He is full of substance. And there is no longer to be a slave to fear, to strive according to fears because we're children of God and we get to walk in worship. We get to walk in hope. We are people of substance, we are citizens of heaven, church. Come on. You know, I look around at our nation's leaders around the world. You know, I look at Mugabe, you know, being taken out by a coup. I look at, I look at um, you know, all the different leaders, whether you love them or hate them. You know, whether you love um, President Trump or Prime Minister Turnbull or, or um, Chancellor Merkel or whoever, whoever you know, or, or, or Prime Minister May from, from the UK. You know, wherever you look, you know, we can look at our leaders and we can say, man, I think it's almost righteous to be in protest at the moment. It feels, you know, that we, I see politicians leaving parties and standing for the things of God and, and speaking against their leaders and all these sort of things. And I was reminded this, this week of Romans 13. It says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Wow. Wow. It's tough, isn't it? It's tough to be in disagreement with your authority and also give honor at the same time. It's something that we seem to have lost as a people, as a humanity. We seem to seem to, to not be able to disagree well anymore. And I want to challenge you this morning that we, do, we disagree in, in a way that's not right because we forget that we're children of God. We forget that the ultimate authority is God. And sometimes he positions leaders in our nations because we have forgotten God. You know, he pulled, he pulled Israel out of Jerusalem and put them in Babylon for all those years because they forgot about the ordinances of God. Sometimes God allows us to be under leaders who aren't, who aren't of him because we need to rise up as a people and be for him. Our goal is not to be against evil. Our goal is to be for God. Let's be a people who know, our, who know our heritage, who know our relationship with him, who know we're children of God and who walk according to that. And we give him praise and we give him honour. And as we do that, we give people honour. We may disagree, but we disagree well. We may, have, we, 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 we may struggle with value systems, but we're still committed to being a part of a community. You're a child of God. How are we children of God? I love Ephesians 1, verse 3 to 9. Let's read it together this morning. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, in Christ, he, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. We have been adopted into the family of God. You are a child of God. You are adopted into the family of God. Why don't you say to the person next to you, I'm a child of God? How am I a child of God? My faith, His grace. It takes my faith to access His grace. I take a step of faith to access the grace of God, and then in that space, I'm transformed. I'm adopted. I'm renewed. I'm restored into where I'm meant to be. Into the I'm accepted as part of the beloved, as part of the brethren, as part of the brothers and sisters of the children of God. And I love what follows. Do you know, the more I contemplate the, of the, the fact that I'm a child of God, the more I contemplate, the more I resonate, the more I, I, um, I, I sing songs about that, the more, I under, you know, the more I accept that the cross is the final word and that it, it is well in my soul. You know, there, there's this constant, lifelong breaking down of the fears of this world disrupting my peace. See, a lot of times we're not afraid, personally. Like, I, I don't feel afraid very often. Maybe when I'm about to step into the water for a triathlon, That's, you know, I feel kind of afraid about at that point. But there's not a lot of time that I'm afraid, yet you know, it's not the feeling of fear, but it's the striving to avoid fear which is, is almost the same thing. I'm striving to avoid poverty. I'm striving to avoid uh, relationship breakdown. I, I, I'm striving to, to not be the, the slowest person in the race. I'm stri- you know, and, and a lot of times, we're not, it's not about, we hear slave to fear, and you go, I'm not a slave to fear. It's not about being a slave to fear. It's, we get caught in a life striving to avoid lack. And God says, are you going to strive to avoid lack, or are you going to walk in your stature as a child of the living God? It's a different mindset, isn't it? God wants us to walk with heads held high humbly. How do you do that? How do you walk with your head held high humbly? Because you're giving glory to God all every step of the way. I can because he is. I will because he made a way before me. So I'm, I'm bold. I'm head held high, but I'm humble at the same time because I know that without him, I can do nothing. And I'm going to glorify him every step of the way. We fear rejection, we fear losing, we fear missing out, we fear sometimes that our children aren't saved. Sometimes we we fear that we're different. Sometimes we fear that we're going to be the same as everyone else. But as I contemplate that I'm a child of God, things shift. It's in that contemplation that they shift. It's as I consider who God is and where I sit before him that things shift. I can now honour a leader whose values clash with me. I love Daniel in, in the book of Daniel, who says, who says to Nebuchadnezzar, O oh, king, live forever. He says this to one of the most you know, evil acting kings of all time. He says, O oh, king, live forever. May this dream that, that, that is terrible not be about you. you know, he, 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 he speaks with honor to this person who's living in dishonor. Why? Because he knows he's a child of God. He may be living in Babylon, but he has the heart of a Hebrew, and he knows that he's a child of the living God. No matter what you're walking through, no matter matter what place you have in the revelation of who you are and God sets you free to live with class when you're in the valleys and live with humility when you're on the mountaintops. What an amazing choice of song that that we sang this morning. I can commit to a community of people that I regularly disagree with. Do you always agree with what's going on in this place? No, of course not. God hasn't given you the revelation of truth yet. You're still in disagreement. I'll pray for you regularly that God will, will tell you what I already know in humility. You know, we disagree regularly, don't we? But God has called us to commit in the midst of disagree disagreement. It's called marriage, disagree and commit. It's called covenant. Sometimes we, we, rub, you know, we, 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 we rub against each other in, in the, our, and, we, and, we, and we, we work things out. But at the end of the day, we glorify God because he is the reason that we are a community. We need to remind ourselves that the reason that we gather is not because we like the same music, not because we like the same scriptures, not because we love the same Bible characters, but because we serve the same God and we're all his children. And every day is Christmas Day in the house of the Lord. We don't celebrate um, communion once a year at Easter, we celebrate it every Sunday. Why do we celebrate it every Sunday? Because we need to regularly remind ourselves that we are children. Our, you know, it is well with my soul. Why is it well? Because the cross is the final word. And you need to every week as we get together, you know, we remind ourselves the cross is the final word. Like Josiah said this morning, it's simple. You know, when sometimes, you, you know, when we think of things as a child, you know, as we get older, we think, okay, what's the real deep version of this? And he's going, hey, the cross is still the final word. Yes. Surrender, surrender your lack to the cross, surrender your unbelief to the cross, surrender your hopelessness to the cross and restore your hope in your adoption as children of the living God funny as I as I look at my two little baby girls I see them as my children but I also remind myself every day that they are the children of God because if I only see them as my children they're at the mercy of my lack if I see them at the children of God I submit them to his capacity to his greatness to his hope and at the end of the day from day one I'm pointing little sienna to the cross so that when she, you know, I I'd take little Arabella to, to, to swimming lessons. And the, little, and the teacher gives me, preaching, gives me preaching methods because when the kids jump off the edge, their first instinct is always to go to their parents. But the swimming lesson says, swimming teacher says, no, don't go to the parents. Go to the edge because the edge never moves. Your parents are not always there. And I thought, holy moly, you need to come to church and tell the church that we need to, we need to stop swimming to our natural... Go to points to our natural parents, to our natural. To our, to, we need to be keeping on returning to the immovable, the unchangeable, the grace of the living God. I can win with class, and I can lose with class. You know, there's a lot of talk around the world, around the church world these days, that we will always win while we're here on earth. You know, God will always provide. He will always heal. You he will always set you free. And I, I want to challenge you this morning that God can always heal you. God can always set you free. God is always present, and He is always with you. But here is the battle that we face. You know that God has a will and a plan. That His name is glorified, and that all people would be saved. That is His will. And we need to walk according to His will, not according to our desire. And I sometimes, you know, sometimes. We, we tend to get upset with God when we don't get what we're asking for. But here's the thing. What if we shifted what we we're asking for and said, Lord, help me to walk in your will. Lord, help me to glorify you in every situation. Our adoption is through faith by his grace. So shall we put our faith continually in him? We put our faith in his grace for eternal life. Why don't we put our faith and trust in him for our, for our, our hope and our daily protection so that he will give us the strength to walk through things. I love what he's, Jesus says to Peter. I don't love it, but I understand it. He says, I, I, I pray that the Lord will give you strength as the enemy sifts you like wheat. And you think, man, can't he just take the sifting away? Why? Because, you know, what happens is we find strength as we walk through challenges. We seek God in the midst of challenge. We don't seek God in the midst of luxury, do we? I don't know about you, when you're lying on the beach at Hamilton Island, you're not seeking God, you know, for for more luxury. You're just enjoying the peace. So sometimes God allows us to walk through things so that our character can be stirred, so that we can be strengthened and walk in it. The, the, the old theologian Calvin said, said it well when he reminded us that doctrine, the study of, of the Word of God, the beliefs in the Word of God, it's not, it's not merely a matter of intellect or memory. He said this, Doctrine is learned only when it resides in the heart and passes into our conduct, transforming us into itself in the process. It's yes, one thing to say that you're a child of God, but it's another thing for it to... To, to pour into your heart and for it to come out of your actions. We know, that we're, we know that we're children of humanity because when things get in trouble, where do we go? We go to humanity. We know that we're children of God. When things go down, where do we go? We go to the immovable, the unchangeable, almighty living God. It needs to, it needs to drop from our, from our mind into our heart and then permeate in our actions and transform our lives in the process. You know, we are a well-insured nation. They tell me I believe that we may even be the most well-insured nation on the planet. We, every time I go into the Noosa State Forest, you know, or into the National Park, there's, there's another handrail protecting us from from uh, from a stone that's in the ray. There's more concrete. We can't walk on a on a rocky path anymore. There's more laws that 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 changes. There's you know there's a staircase going up Mount Coulomb now. You, you don't actually have to climb Mount Coulomb anymore. You just walk up the stairs to the top of Mount Coulomb. We are we are a nation that is, you know, we have laws for everything. It, did you know that in WA it is illegal to carry more than fifty kilograms of potatoes at any one time. <laughs> illegal in WA. Did you know that you can be fined two hundred dollars for touching an electrical wire that kills you? <laughs> it's true. It's in Victoria. Makes sense. I've met Ashley. You know, it is illegal to change a light bulb in uh, your own light bulb in Victoria. And if you've met any Victorians, probably good law down there. Um, but uh, we have laws for everything. You cannot move, you cannot turn to the left or turn to the right without a law. Why? Because we, we, get, we get caught trying to control character instead of allow God to shape character. We cannot trust the every, everyday person to do the right thing, so we need to create law. You know, well, what did Jesus do? He says, I came and I put, will put, put the law on your heart. I don't want you to have to worry about which laws you're passing and which ones you're not. I want you to just to be a lover of God and a lover of people. And inside of those things, the rest of the law is contained. Isn't it amazing that when we surrender to our identity in God, it fulfills the whole law? We don't have to worry about the intricate detail. Why? Because, one, we love God, and two, we respect the person who is next to us. And when we do those things, we don't have to take up, um, you know, hamper offerings for, for domestic violence. You know, I mean, to, you know, who's, are you as horrified by I am as the, at, at the stats that Jody said in our beautiful little Noosa? I mean, that's ridiculous, isn't it? You know, what, I mean, God is he's stirring. Is he, is, is he stirring your heart to worship right now? Is stirring you to say, "Thank you, Lord, that I am Your child." You know, every time I, I contemplate this this identity, this identity statement, you know, fear begins to fall away. Striving, it isn't, the, the, the the great song says, "We're no longer slaves to fear." You know, I, I want to submit to you this morning that I will no longer strive to avoid fear. I will just surrender to the Almighty God and my identity in Him. It's a different mindset, isn't it? The fears that drive us to, to over to over-protect our children, to create a law for everything, what do they come down to? They come down to just conventional wisdom. Do you know what killed Jesus? Conventional wisdom. We like to think that, that uh, Caiaphas and these, the Jewish leaders at the time were evil people, but they weren't. They were just people who were caught in conventional wisdom. When you're a child of God, you have heavenly wisdom. It says in James three seventeen, the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Man, I need the wisdom of God. I don't know about you, but I desperately need the wisdom of God to bless people, to bless my family, to bless your family, to be a pillar in this community to do great things in his name and to see people set free and to change statistics in our community. The thing that robs us of good relationships is not so much evil, but conventional thinking. Conventional thinking says, I deserve this, I am entitled to that. I'm entitled to walk on, I'm entitled to drive on a road without potholes and I see a pothole, what's going on? Why hasn't somebody fixed that? We don't want to walk according to conventional thinking, do we? You know, when Jesus came along, even the devout Jews, even the most holy people in in Israel could not recognize him as Christ. Why? Because they were servants of behavior, not followers of God. God hasn't called us to be servants of behavior. That's why he fulfilled the law. He wants us to understand that we are children of the Almighty God. We are followers of God. We, we, you know, we are the brethren of Jesus. You know, we are the, as, and as we, as we seek Him and, as we, get, and we, as we get led by His Holy Spirit, against such there is no law, the Bible says. You know, I, I, I like to consider myself a, a man's man. Um, I... Um, I like to think that uh, you know, I can, I can um, carry myself in a conversation with some tough guys. And, uh, but I, I, I think sometimes we get a little bit caught up in our bravado these days, don't we, in our, in our um, masculinity, in our macho state. and, I, and I, So I like to contemplate, well, what is a child of God who likes to think of themselves as a, as a man of substance, and let's just include the ladies as well, as a person of substance, Because I can't think like a lady. I can only think like a man. So just join me in this. A person of substance. And this is what I think. Someone who truly abandons the world in its concerns. When we abandon worldly concerns and dedicate ourselves to God, to me, this is a person of substance. When I'm not at the mercy of what the world's concerns are, I become a person of substance. And I know that... When I'm dedicated to God, I will receive one of two things. I will receive either all I need or I, will, or, or I will receive the strength to walk through that thing with grace. This is a person of substance. And if it's about the worldly concerns, I won't be happy until God provides me with, with the things or with the, with the liberty. But if I'm a person of God, if I'm a child of the living God, I won't fear until I get what I want. I will know that God will either provide what I need or he will give me the strength to walk through this situation with grace and with hope. This is a person of substance. This is who God has called us to be. This is who God is reminding us that who we are. And at the end of the day, what difference does it make to a worshipper? Whether he gives us everything you want, or he strengthens you in the process, as the devil sifts you like wheat. You know, we we uh, it was a couple of years ago now that we recorded the uh, Every Soul EP, and we created a little uh, video um, for it. And at this very start of the, the video, we we hired a very famous um, voiceover expert to to read this um, quote by C.S. Lewis. And I, I want to read it to you this morning because I, I, I think it's great for you to understand that God has called you, that He sees you, that you are mighty in His name, and that you are His child. And this is how it goes there are no ordinary people. You have never talked to a mere mortal. Nations, cultures, arts, civilizations, these are mortal. We, the people, are not mortal. But the immortals whom we joke with, work with, marry, create with, and sometimes reject. You and we are the everlasting splendors of humanity. This does not mean that we are to be perpetually solemn. We must play. But our liveliness must be of that kind which exists between people who have, from the outset taking each other seriously. No flippancy, no superiority, no presumption. In 1 John 4.18, we read this, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love gave you your citizenship in heaven. Perfect love gave us Christ at the cross. Perfect love gave you your adoption. You are no longer a slave to fear. You no longer need to strive to avoid fear. Why? Because you're a child of God. Why don't you stand with me this morning? Father, this morning we're so thankful for your throne of grace. We're so thankful that you are the perfect Father. We thank you that in our inadequacies, you are complete. Lord, we thank you that when we are hopeless, you are full of hope. We thank you that we are, when we are afraid, you are powerful. When we are weak, you are strong. So this morning, Lord, We want to take a moment, we want to contemplate the fact that we are your children and that we are no longer slaves to fear. We're no longer striving to avoid fear, Lord. We put our trust in you. We put our hope in you. We put our strength in you, Lord. And we walk according to your glory. Lord, before we worship in song, we worship right here in spirit and in truth, Father. Lord, we take a moment and we worship you from the depths, Lord, of our, of our hearts. We acknowledge your greatness. We acknowledge that only you can bring us true peace. Only you are the provider of true joy. Only you truly satisfy, Lord, and we thank you, Father. We rest in you. We, 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 we acknowledge your greatness this morning, Lord, and we ask, Lord, please use us in your will. Lord, we give you permission to... to to guide us, to guide our feet on the road of peace, Lord, and give us the courage to invite others to come along with us, Lord. So we glorify your mighty name. We lift it up and we surrender to it in the mighty name of Jesus. You now, this morning, with every head bowed and every eye closed, we—I some of you haven't actually met Christ. Some of you are, are not, haven't been adopted in. And we to be adopted into the, to the family of God, simply means taking a step of faith and accepting his love, declaring that you need him. The Bible says that that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that he is a saviour and the Lord raised him from the dead, that we are saved. You know, if that's you this morning, if that's you this morning, I want you to surrender to this moment. I'm not even going to ask you to raise your hand. I want you to surrender to this moment. Some, some of you, God's stirring you this morning because you are striving in the direction away from fear or you, are, or you feel like you are a slave to fear. Some of you are in some valleys. Some of you are on mountaintops. And the Lord's saying, no matter where you are, right now is a time to give me all of your worship and all of your praise. Some of you are declaring as we speak that you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth the Lordship of Christ. Father, we thank you that you sent your Son. We thank you, Father, that the cross is the final word. Lord. We thank you, Father, that it is well with our soul. And in this moment, whether we're in a valley or whether we're on a mountaintop, Lord, we give you our praise right now. We thank you for the hearts in this place that are being stirred, that are being strengthened, that are being encouraged, that are being lifted up, Lord. And I ask that your blessing be upon each and every person here today, Lord. Lord, restore us, equip us, encourage us, open our eyes to see afresh your goodness. We declare you holy and righteous and worthy of all our praise right now, Lord, as we sing as we worship, as we love each other, as we go from this place, may your Holy Spirit guide us into all truth and into all liberty. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.